Welcome in to Three the Hardaway, aka the Three Man Jalen Weed, aka the best big three since LeBron, D Wade, and Boss live on YouTube. Leave us a like on the stream, leave a comment, join the live stream for the commentary, and subscribe to the channel. We're on our way to that 200. Let's get us there, man. Let's get us there. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast platform, we are on any podcast provider as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anybody podcast. I'm getting blinded by the sun right now. <laughs> uh, if you're on YouTube, you see the sun off in my face. But we're going to make it happen today. We're going to make it happen. If you don't know who I am, I am the walking bucket providing instant offense. It's your boy Savage up here. We got my guy, the coach on the sidelines, taking them to school on and off the court. And when I say it's really shitty, it's really shitty. Shitty. What's good? Hey, man, I just came from from James Hardenville, a.k.a. Houston. Um, I see why he wants to come back to Houston, though. The food is real <laughs> good. The trill burgers are real trill. And the turkey trill. leg is real turkey. I don't know what else to say besides that. Trill burger. That's Bun B spot. Bun B spot. And when yeah. I tell you, you in and out, you in and out. But the food is. Okay. Yeah. I ain't never been to Houston. Well, I ain't been since I was like two, so I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. So now you got money. <laughs> now that you can spend your money, yes, you need to go to Houston. Is it hot down there? I'm sure it's hot down there. Oh, oh you don't do nothing outside. <laughs> nothing outside. Because <laughs> it's hot as hell here in Memphis. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm either it's, it's been hot or it's been the lights been out because of the storms. Just, and then that makes it hot. Because <laughs> 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 the lights is out and the power's out and the AC ain't going. No. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's hot in Texas, ladies and gentlemen. It's hotter in, in Houston. Houston is not a part of Texas. It's his own little city That's country. Right. Mexico is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. In the background, we got Evo over here. So if you're on YouTube, you, you don't see Mr. Tev Shakir uh, because he decided to do PTO. Um, and he he's he's handling business in Boise, Idaho with random party, I guess. I don't know. He in a Bob Ross picture when I last looked on, on Twitter. Uh, so shout out to two. He's somewhere in the comments. He's in the comments right now. He ain't in the comments yet. So he ain't even on time for the comment section. This this is Tash Shakir, y'all. This is this, this questionable co-worker that we have right now. I'm messing with him. Uh, we don't have Tash Shakir. He'll be, he'll be back next episode. But we do get my brother from another mother. We used to have a we used to have a big three in college, which I don't know about about me and this particular person. And Sheedy was the coach of this big three uh, back in the day. Coach, I'm on and off the sidelines, ain't on it? On the sidelines. <laughs> but we got my guy uh, Scott Lito. His actual name. Let me put, let me put your name on Scott because I don't ever put the names up. But his name here is uh, the Ray Allen of the crew. That's all I need. That's all, that's all y'all need. That's all y'all need. Y'all just need somebody to stand in the corner, <laughs> do what he's supposed to do, fill in where he fill in, take an open three, whatever the case may be. That's all I'm here for. Don't ask me to do nothing else. How's it going, everybody? At underscore Scott Lane on Twitter. Appreciate the invite. My God, he is the Ray Allen of the crew. So we ain't, we ain't got uh, – I forgot what two was. We ain't got the other member of the big three. We got Ray Allen in. And, I mean, the Heat didn't miss a beat with Ray Allen in the game. So we're we gonna we not going to miss a beat on today's episode. Uh, with Mr. Tesh Kier not being here, we don't have NBA trivia. So, Toot, when you get back next time, bring your NBA trivia. But I did want to start off with um, a little bit of, uh, I guess this is news, so to speak. But Draymond Green, man, he 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 been kind of wilding uh, over the past week or so. And, I mean, he been wilding since the beginning of this podcast where he punched Jordan Poole uh, in the face, which led to a lot of – disarray with the Golden State Warriors organization. Uh, there were people questioning whether or not, you know, Draymond Green should be back next season or if well, the upcoming season or this past season, rather. Uh, and Jordan Poole, who obviously got traded to the Washington Wizards, uh, who we may or may not speak about later on in this particular podcast. But uh, Draymond Green did go on Patrick Beverly's uh, podcast and spoke about the situation. Uh, he didn't really get into too much detail about what was said, but apparently whatever was said was Quote, on, quote, unquote, you shouldn't say it to a man. Uh, I'll be damned. What did Jordan Poole say to get clocked in the face like that and up against the wall? Uh, but he's still talking about it nearly a full calendar year later. And Jordan Poole's dad has has gotten involved in this situation. Um, and I'll pull the tweets up really quick. He said that I stand on, on this, that that's some BS. That's uh, Jordan Poole's dad speaking about Draymond Green. Uh, Jordan Poole was his guy. And he avoided me all last year. So I'm assuming Draymond Green avoided uh, Jordan Poole's dad last year. 
He is a soft ass bitch. And I'm standing on this. And he didn't apologize to me and my wife. So because Draymond did say that he apologized to the parents. Uh, so he's lame. And me and him can meet anytime he wants. Uh, Draymond Green responded and said, that's so cute. It's impossible to avoid you in an arena for a year, champ. I I got to get my family from that family room every game and stop using those words. They usually don't go over well amongst men. So that was the beginning portion of, <laughs> of the Draymond Green situation. Now, if you are on Twitter, well, Twitter has changed apparently to X. Is that what it is now? I don't know what's going on with, with Elon Musk. Elon Musk doing the most right now. Uh, we still on Twitter because Threads is weird. I tried Threads for like a day and I didn't really like it. It ain't as authentic as Twitter or X. Yeah, I mean, if, if you bought stock in Threads, I'd just get rid of it now. Yeah, I, ain't, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't rocking with Threads. Uh, so I guess we all on X now. But um, if you're familiar with Twitter, as it was for the past, what, 20-something years, I feel like, uh, there are random troll accounts that can fool people into thinking that Somebody said something, but they really didn't. And that's what happened to Draymond Green. Uh, NBA cin Central Troll account, whatever it's called, uh, made a fake quote that said that Kevin Garnett called out Draymond Green saying, Draymond punched JP. It's like a senior in high school punching a freshman who's half his size and then walks around talking himself up like he's like that. Come try me, Dre. Again, this is a fake comment from a troll account that – made it seem as if Kevin Garnett said this. So the real Draymond Green quote tweeted it and said, I tried you when I was a rookie KG and you started talking to yourself like I wasn't talking to you. What's that like? The freshman picking on a senior, senior citizen double his size. And then he tagged uh, Kevin Garnett in the tweet. Kevin Garnett took the high road apparently. And he said, that's a fake tweet. And then he quoted the, the uh, name of the Twitter account. And then he, he tagged Elon Musk and said, See what the F is happening. Fix it. with crying, laughing emoji. So all that being said, my takeaway from this is that Draymond Green got something he got to deal with, man. Like, for one, you still talking about the Jordan Poole situation. Bro, not even on your team no more, bro. You just signed a four-year deal, $100 million, $25 million a year. They they were almost considering getting rid of your ass. But now that you got your money, now you're showing your real ass now by doing it again another calendar year uh, later. So. Uh, just thoughts on Draymond Green's situation, and even if you want to talk about Jordan Poole, about just what what the hell's going on with these two? Yeah, this is one of those things where, like, we we talk about on Let's Be Real, like when you're bored, like you do things that you're not used to doing, or you do things that's outside of your your normal day to day because you're bored. And I think this is one of those things that Draymond is bored. To your point, Savage, like this is it's been over or close to a year since this whole fight incident happened. And so now out of nowhere, nobody asked you, you're bringing up a situation that essentially it has nothing to do with anybody. Y'all have talked about this podcast before. The pool is closed. So the pool is closed. Why are you still talking about the pool that's closed? Like there's no need to talk about it unless you had a good time at the pool. Just like, bro, just, just let it go. And I think to your point again, Savage, like this is maybe one of those things that he just has to deal with. Maybe him talking about it out loud in public on other podcasts is his way of dealing with it. I hope he finds a, another way to deal with it, but constantly coming at Jordan Poole, to your point, who's no longer on the team, talking talking to his dad, responding to some troll account about a situation that happened a year ago with somebody who's no longer on your team. Like, let's find something else to do. He's bored. He needs something else to do. Um, we talk about how John Morant needs to put down social media and how Kevin Durant probably needs to stay away from social media. Draymond should be right in line. You know, I used to go to the meet person and take a number. He's probably next in line to go ahead and get his meet. Mm, let me stop there. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, Doc Rivers, playing with your meat. Playing with your meat, Doc Rivers. Because <laughs> I've been knowing you so long. I was like, hey, hey, hey. hey. Welcome to the line, my brother. Yeah, I saw the AK, bro. I almost jumped it, bro. Let me get on back. Let me get on back. Oh, Nelly. Um, so what I was saying is he he's the next person that really needs to watch what he tweets and how he tweets and things like that. We're not even celebrities, and we know NBA Central ain't, ain't real. Um, and so for you to say anything and not address KG first about the tweet is, is crazy to me. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll first say that. And secondly, to address anything that is related to Jordan Poole, 
is like I get it, man. Like finally, like he's gone from the team, and it feels like now you want to address it because maybe some people are asking questions. But I feel like the interview happened a little bit longer ago, a few weeks ago. Regardless of the fact, Jordan Poole is taking the high road, and like I'm on a new team, you know, new opportunities, stuff like that. Draymond just did the same thing. Like we don't have to, we don't need a rebuttal from every single time you say something or your play is something like that. Like it's okay, it's done. That happened in. I don't know, I'm July 2022. It's July 2023. Um, and we're about this championship this year. And so there are different ways to go about it. Um, and then on top of that, it's like, when will it stop with Draymond as well? Um, so that that's gotta that's gotta be a stopping point. But you know, what's the organization doing though too to remedy that? Um, we know Steve Kerr is like hands-off type of coach anyway because he doesn't have to worry about with curry with thompson with kaminga right and all these other players it's really just a draymond thing so how is the organization also dealing with this the same way that memphis has had to deal with jai and so on and so forth with other players yeah and if, and if anything if you're the warriors um this is a two-fold situation right because one you you had Draymond and Jordan Poole having some kind of relationship together as far as like being, you know, teammates, mentorship or whatever. Um, and then that fell through with the punch. Right. And then even going back to Draymond being on uh, Paul George's podcast, he talked about how he really didn't have a relationship with Kaminga and he was trying to figure out why does Kaminga, I guess, listen to him or just take his advice about things because you don't really know him. And so not only do you not have a good relationship with, with or didn't have a good relationship with uh jordan pool you don't have one with, with with kaminga and now this is coming out now and it's like at what moment will a well could a similar thing happen with kaminga if he messes up on the court in practice or or in the real game and you saying whatever you want to to him because we know that it's draymond and he says whatever comes to his mind and who's to say kaminga ain't gonna swing on you you know what i'm saying to protect himself like look man you swung on jordan pool and he didn't even have his hands up I can't take no chances with you if you're coming in my face yelling and spitting like, nah, I ain't, I ain't doing it. So for they signed to a four-year deal. I don't know if it's a player option or a team option in there some kind of, in, in some uh, language of the, of the contract, but just shut up, man. Just just let it go. Just just go do your media thing. Analyze basketball and not fighting or your situation with, with Jordan Poole anymore. And then stop responding to Jordan Poole's dad. Like, this ain't this ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, he Jordan Poole's a grown-ass man. You a grown-ass man. Why are you talking to the dad for? I understand, I understand the dad's involvement in there because that's your son. You're protecting him. You know, that's great. But as far as, like, even Draymond responding to him was, like, unnecessary, bro. You didn't even have to do that. You could have just either texted him, called him, meet face-to-face, whatever y'all going to do as men. If y'all got to do, you know, uh, uh, put on boxing gloves or go 10 texts in the, in the bathroom, do what y'all got to do. But uh, just, just stop. <laughs> and hopefully he does stop. Uh, otherwise, it's like, bro, you – 34 35 years old man let it go just just yeah, let it go and, and, and to the point like i at this point i wish whether it's steph steve kerr whomever somebody. Case, maybe, somebody just like say something to him because it's one of those that like if i were ever like i've never wanted to put myself in a situation where i'm having somebody answer for what i've done and i feel like he's constantly doing that he's constantly putting whether it's steph play jordan Poole, kaminga whomever on their team to like be in a situation where they have to answer for what he's done. And I feel like he has an adaptability issue. I feel like what he's doing is something that would work in the 80s, in the 90s. But, like, this is a – the players coming to the and coming into the league now are totally different. And so the ways that – or the things that you could do in the locker room in the 80s and 90s, you necessarily can't get away with, regardless of what Jordan Poole said or did. Like, you have to be to a point where, like, that's something that y'all handle one-on-one as men behind closed doors and not continue to have this conversation or have people answer for your actions a year later or what you're saying on the podcast. That's totally off um, off, um, off the record from the court. So, yeah, man, we're going we're gonna to hopefully, you know, Draymond figures it out. <laughs> but we're going to leave it at that unless he punched somebody again in practice <laughs> and we talk about it again on this podcast. But – Let's get to the, some on the court stuff, man. Uh, so the the meat of this podcast for this episode um, are NBA sleeper teams, and it was kind of inspired by the fact that I mean, Sheedy was on point last year with the Sacramento Kings and the uh, the Utah Jazz was also in the mix with that early on in this podcast. But um, the draft is over. 
you know, free agency is over. Summer league is over. We're kind of in a dry spell um, of the offseason. Uh, but a lot of the teams are, you know, are in formation of like, OK, we got our pieces. We know who can hoop from the draft class or from previous draft class with summer league. So I kind of want to talk about NBA sleeper teams. And these are teams that, like I said, who we think can make a jump next to not contenders per se, but like the Kings went from not being in the playoffs at all to being the third best team and almost got second best team uh, towards the end of the season. And similar to like the jazz who started off super strong and they kind of fell off a little bit down the road. So uh, what's one team y'all got as a sleeper team uh, for next season? Um, I start in the West. Um, and this is probably a team that I probably shouldn't be mentioning, but I think I'll mention anyway off talent alone. And I think, in the West, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I'm going Dallas Mavericks as a sleeper just because, again, uh, understanding the talent that is Luka Doncic, understanding the talent it is that is um, Kyrie Irving. I think both of those names alone and that telling long on the floor, borrowing that Kyrie Irving plays 60, uh, let's call it 55, 60 games. Let's go with that number. Borrowing he plays that number. Um, I think that's one of those teams that, you know, again, they can potentially get it figured out. Um, they signed Grant Williams, who I think is somebody that can at least bring some toughness to the team, somebody that can at least help play defense because, Lord Jesus Christ, the Dallas Mavericks couldn't start. They couldn't stop a thing. They couldn't stop us three from scoring on their five. Like, that's how bad their defense was. And so because I believe they have Grant Williams, at some point I think Jason and Kidd is going to be able to coast this thing on out. Um, they got Theo Pinson, who's quite who's who's up there as well, too. I'm um, not Theo Pinson, sorry. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think they'll be able to, you know, get things figured out and things happen throughout the season, things happen throughout the postseason, matchups happen. And so I would not be surprised. Let's come, let's say May. And if I see the Dallas Mavericks in the top five of the Western Conference, I wouldn't be shocked of that just because I think um Kyrie Irving, uh, and, and the names that I mentioned, I think that's enough to at least get them worthy of a you know i'm not surprised they're in this in this situation in the western conference i'm not sure if i trust the the duo of Kyrie and luca just yet i mean we were high on them on this podcast when they traded for him we were like okay this is great they got a you know a better a better version of brunson quote unquote um and Kyrie irving who can score and you know facilitate all those things and it just didn't happen it just kind of fell apart because they did trade their defensive pieces they traded uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, you traded, I feel like they traded, but like they traded pieces, a lot of pieces away to get Kyrie Irving. And in turn, they suffered because they didn't have anybody else around them. I mean, Reggie Bullock can't buy a bucket. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not as good uh, as he was in like New York. And so I have to see it to believe it. Um, I still think they can be a super team because I mean, again, Luca. I mean, <laughs> Luca's the best, best point guard in the league. Uh, but uh, I I would have to see what is Jason Kidd, as you said, is going to do to to make that happen. I don't know if she had anything. Is she froze? No, man. no, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go further with him. I think, um, but then Skyler, I, I I agree with your um, statements in regards to Dallas Mavericks. I mean, that's a, like a I want to say obvious choice, but it, it should be an obvious choice because. Where do you rank Luka Doncic? If he's not in your top ten playing right now, and that's kind of absurd to be honest. And you would assume that any player that is in the top ten is making their team go to the playoffs. Um, I do like that. Um, I know you mentioned Grant Williams. I like the Rashawn Holmes uh, play that play that they made as well. Who was just collecting dust on the Sacramento Kings bench? If we're being honest here, um, fell out of love with Mike Brown and his rotation. So I'm hoping that more defense inspires them because they're. There, you talking about the Suns don't have anything. I mean, I don't know what the Mavericks got either, to be honest. Left right now. Um, just because you went to West, let's stay West. Um, and for me, I think this team moves into possibly a playoff spot. Um, but I definitely think they can win their playing game this upcoming season. And that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Thunder up, Thunder down. Chet Holmgren's going to run that rookie of the year, by the way, as well. Um, you have those Jalen Williams brothers, whatever their name is. One guy looked like he went to GNC and bought everything bulk related and got swole. Um, Lou Dort is still a stopper on defense. Giddy's getting his stuff together and being a great facilitator 
he's being more of a, I don't know, like a, a low class Ben Simmons, so to speak. Um, but hopefully, you know, he doesn't get a back injury or can't play basketball anymore. Um, and so I'm going to keep up with that. And then, I mean, SGA, what was he, second, third team All-NBA talent? Um, and so you get all this and you get Chet Holmgren back, right? Chet Holmgren didn't play a single game last season. Um, this team was in a playing scenario. Maybe um, I'm looking it up now. They were four games away from being a playoff team. That, that, that's huge. Like, I think that if you have SGA for a little bit more games than they did last season, you add Chet Holmgren, who's also added, you know, a few pounds on as well. I believe that this team can make that push to be a playoff team. There's a big difference between a playoff team and a play-in team. And so to me, um, again, I think the Mavericks are a great pick. They should be knocking at the door at a play-in scenario for sure. Um, but if I'm going to step out on a limb and tell you the Kings did it last year and the Jazz did it last year, I'm going to put some money on them Thunder. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to see them in the playoffs. And they may be a sixth seed, and they're going to be an extremely tough out nonetheless. Real quick on the Thunder. Um, they still got an assortment of draft picks. And I feel like the Thunder, is they're going to be that team that makes a splash in some kind of trade. Because you got you you have the perfect storm of young talent, a lot of young talent. Shit, you mentioned you got Shade, you got Giddy, both Jalen Williams, you got Chet Holmgren, you got Lou Dort, uh, you got I think Isaiah Joe is there. Uh, you got uh, it's some other guy I can think of his name. Uh, but you have at least eight eight or nine young dudes. You're not gonna develop all of them. And so what you ideally want to do is put your draft picks together, put your your lesser of your young talent together. And I might holler at Boston. Hey, Boston, what's up with Jalen Brown? We got, we got, we got money to spend. We got a new CBA. Um, Jalen Brown looking to, to get an elevated role um, with a team. I mean, I'm sure Shea and get on mind passing him the ball, even though he can't dribble. He'll be all right. He'll, he'll figure it out. Uh, but this, just something like that, I think, is down the road for the Thunder because they don't need to to make any more picks, man. Like you got, you have an All Star in Shea. You got a potential all-star caliber player in uh in Chet. Giddy is balling, man. Giddy played summer league last year and dominated and then turned around and played great uh during the season. We know about Lou Dort. So I I'm kind of if I'm a Western Conference team, I'm looking at the Thunder like they can mess around and make a lot of noise like how the Kings did last year, where they're they're able to score and they're able to defend. And then you get an all-star in there as well, too. It'd be a problem, man. Sorry, and let me also add this as well. From the bottom of my heart, Victor, I hope you go there and kill in Oklahoma City back to your stomping grounds as well. You're talking about a veteran presence coming off the bench that knows what it takes to be in the playoffs and be in the trenches in the playoffs as well. Um, I think that would be necessary. So, yeah, thunder up, thunder down, baby. Yeah, and the thunder were going to be my my other sleeper team, of course, but I just think naturally because if you, you know, if you just watch basketball all strength alone, you look, you looked at their roster like it's it's some talent there. And you saw where they ended the you know last year. In the Western Conference, in the Western Conference standings, they were right there to at least make the play in. So, you know, I think, I'll, you know, from that standpoint, that you can say that they were a sleeper team. But even to what you just said, Savage, I think that they're just an all star away from saying, okay, we can really compete. And if you think about it, and we'll talk about this team here shortly, but if you think about it, if I'm Sam Presti, if I'm the Oklahoma State Thunder, and I know the talent that I have on my roster, and I know all these picks I got in my back pocket. I know Joel Embiid is not happy. How many other teams? Again, it doesn't make sense for him to to go to to the Thunder. But if he said, if you know, if, if Joel Embiid is like, all right, cool, I want out. How many other teams can come can make a play or can put a package together separate of the Thunder? Not many people can do that. So you know, from that standpoint, you know, I think, but even before you get to that Joel Embiid point. They have a really good roster to say if you look up, you know, at towards the end of the season, and again, they're a top four, a top five seed, very similar to the Kings. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be. Yeah, and I think what you're hitting at, Savage, is what the Memphis Grizzlies could have been doing um, with trading away draft picks and talent to get another player besides Luke Kennard, um, as well. So I'm just, I'm just throwing it out. I'm just saying what you wanted to say. Uh, live and living color. I'm just here for you, brother. But also, Trevor, I do understand, yes, they did make the playing tournament, yes. Um, and so did the other teams that made the playing tournament. I'm saying that this is a playoff team. 
um, and that they are not contending to be a 7 through 10 team. So the Pelicans, too, right? They made the play in tournament. Uh, they did bounce the Bulls. Uh, ooh, that was embarrassing. And the Raptors. But, anyways, I digress. Playoff team. Difference. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out east with my with my next pick. Um, I'm gonna say the Indiana Pacers, man. Um, I feel like they, duh, just by <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean the East, the East, so the East is kind of you don't know what you're gonna get at the bottom of the East because like the teams be, you get like who is it Boston, Philly, and uh, Milwaukee, and then it's like yeah. everybody else just kind of just calling. Even last year it was like. And from four to ten was Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Miami, Chicago, and Toronto, and then Indiana was right outside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they started off pretty good, but they kind of tapered off uh, once things kind of actually you know formed down the road. But I feel like I'm saying they are simply because they added more talent. You added uh, what's it, Bruce Brown from the Denver Nuggets? Who I mean, I don't know if y'all watched, ladies and gentlemen, but <laughs> he was the reason why. Uh, Denver had an extra push off off the bench, uh, and then not only that, but I like them drafting Jarrett Walker from Houston, and we saw him up close and personal at, with the Memphis Tigers, where that's a grown man, six foot seven, six eight, and got some weight on him, can can rebound, can score, can do all those things. You partnered that with Tyrese Halliburton, who was an All Star last year, uh, Benedict Matherin, who started off strong um, early last year. It kind of tapered off. He's a rookie. We expect it to happen. You still got Miles Turner for whatever reason. If, if he's there, he's he can he can be an all star. But they Auntie Auntie Turner, right? Uh, we we ain't talking about his his, his okay. choice of clothes. <laughs> but uh, Miles Turner's still there, and then you also have uh, Buddy Hill, who's again still there. I think if I'm them, I'm coming up off them people and getting somebody else with that on top of you know adding draft picks or whatever. But um, I, I like Indiana as a as a team that you know you had a little bit of success last year. Let's sustain success this year uh, in a manner that I mean it kind of parallels with the, the Kings. I mean they they got some bonus last year from Indiana. They jumped up. I'm kind of hoping that Indiana does the same on the on the East Coast. And isn't Carlisle back? Yep. In, in, yeah. Right. So and I think Carlisle, regardless of you know not, not regardless, but. I still think he's one of the better coaches in the league. That's just me personally. And so I, I think that – now, granted, I wouldn't pick Indiana as a sleeper. Mine was somebody else in the East. But, again, I wouldn't be necessarily too surprised based off what you just said. And Rick Carlisle's the coach. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went in all league. Oh, you got now going to go with your picks? Oh, I, I, I can right there with what I mean. Dish it off to you. No I, assist. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm get you together. Pass it back, pass it back. He ain't used to, to, to the starting lineup. That's yeah, what he yeah, 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 yeah. You got to give it back, brother. It's there. Again, don't I don't need to Ben Simmons. I don't even need to play 35 minutes. I just need 20. Uh, that's all I'm going to give you. Uh, again, this one may not be a popular pick. But, again, I think going off of some things that on the roster and the coaching staff, I think the Atlanta Hawks may be a sleeper again. I, I know it's okay. You can look at me that way. And again, I will. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but I believe in Quinn Snyder. To be honest with you, I think that's the difference maker. I think that's the difference maker. Knowing that what I saw him do in Utah, knowing that I know that that he can coach his butt off. And granted, Trey Young did not have a really good season last year. Got it. Understanding that. Trey Young and Deontay Murray did not have a good season collectively together. I got it. But I think Quinn Snyder can put a team together. I think he can rally that team because he coached his butt off towards the end of that season. Like, they they were able to put a point. They couldn't guard anybody. And I think that's well, you know, with him being able to have a full offseason, a full training camp to get his, you know, to get things in order to help them defensively, I think that's going to help. But, again, if it's one of those, like, it's a sleeper team, I'm not necessarily too surprised that they're a four or five seed after being on, you know, in the bubble, on the bubble, whatever the case may be. The Atlanta Hawks, for me, would be one of those teams that I wouldn't be, that I would at least choose to say in the Eastern Conference where it's only, you got three or four teams, and then there's going to be a sleeper within the next four to five. I think it's the Hawks. That's me. Hey, who was this that just came out and was talking all this stuff about how Trey Young was um, a disrespected player? I can't remember. I saw that yeah. shit too, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I call him disrespectful. He's done some things. I'm, I'm not yeah, going to question yeah. that he mm-hmm. hasn't done some things, right? Mm-hmm. But 
has he done those things to elevate his team to somewhere else? They're like, oh, yeah, he's got like three playoff game winners. Yeah, they were down 3-1 to the Celtics. And, yes, <laughs> now they became 3-2. So, yeah, I get it. And it was in Boston. I get it. Um, now, what I will say also is, and we haven't mentioned this on the show, and it doesn't need to be mentioned after I say this, John Collins got traded from Atlanta to Utah. Utah, yep. and And no one batted an eye about it, and it really doesn't matter realistically for either team except i think it will open up more doors for atlanta because i feel like john collins and clint capella and the dude what's, what's the center? a cuckoo work <laughs> uh, was just it just wasn't working out in that triangle of, of big men so I'm, I'm hoping that this john collins thing frees up and honestly to your point about the hawks there's this other team that i feel like will fall out of contention and just need to start training people away and, and that starts with the toronto raptors mm-hmm. um Fred Van Fleet is gone. Um, Pascal Siakam, who was a That's phenomenal, phenomenal player last year, probably got lost. If there was like an honorable mention All-NBA team, he should have been on there because of his stats alone. Um, but um, nonetheless, uh, I totally agree with the Pacers, so I'm like piggybacking off what y'all are saying, which is terrible, but I'll bring it back home. Um, because if you think the Nets are going into the playoffs, you you smoking some good crack today, and it was delivered by Franklin Saint. Um, the Nets are done. What? Uh, really? What? Yes. Really? You think you think Michael <laughs> and and Cameron's going to bring them up back to where they need to be? No. Again, this is not. I don't know. I hear nothing about the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, franchise going Damn. back to wherever the heck they were. They never been anything, never been anything. Okay. And so KD and Kyrie, they coasted with KD and Kyrie to the track to the trade deadline. Either one, they got rid of them and they still coasted after them. Don't get me wrong, Brooklyn Bridges did some things. Yes. Yes. I give you that. Well, for 82 of them and Jacques Vaughn. <laughs> so other teams that I believe will move up in here. One, I, I can't believe he didn't even mention this, but your Orlando Magic. That's my next thing. That's my next thing. Okay. Well, I'm just going to bust out the bubble. I'm I'm just going to go ahead. Yeah. What they say, take the plastic off, condom off, something about that, rubber. But it doesn't even matter at this point. What I'm saying to you is the Orlando Magic have, was it Joe Ingles now, right? Yeah. They've developed with Apollo P5. Mm -hmm. Cole Anthony's there. Cole Anthony. Franz. Franz White, who just got compared to Tyler Hero, but we won't discuss that. So I think this is a play-in team, okay? This team was, what, maybe four or five games away from being in the play-in last season? Actually, as I'm looking now, six games. Yeah, Yeah. six to seven games away. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me twisted. I think Joe Ingles is a very good veteran player. Um, Fully healthy Markel Fultz. I mean, I don't really trust anybody's process at this point. But I do believe that the Magic will be better this season and so i will say the magic because i don't want to give out too much since we got another round of these to go and i will say if anyone's got the nets in the playoffs listen to what i'm saying playing and playoffs are two different things playoffs means they're a top six seed no playing means they're a top they're a seven to ten seed even then ugh. So the Nets are gone. I think the Magic move up, and we'll talk about other teams here in a moment. But come on now. I know y'all didn't think the Nets were going to be back. No way. <laughs> no, if, if, if the Nets couldn't win it with Kate, with KD, Kyrie, and, and James Harden, then they can't do it. Come, like, come, come on now. Like, <laughs> you mean the sweep? <laughs> oh, I know we didn't forget about that. Look, 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 know look, your hair real quick, real quick, real quick. I am still on the Ben Simmons hiatus, but Ben Simmons is still there. He is still there. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm, no, no, it's not going to be all you say. So <laughs> are you telling me that a fully healthy Ben Simmons is going to carry this next team? Time out, 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 time out. Time out. Then I can, we, can, can, we, can we stop talking? Can we stop saying a fully healthy X, Y, and Z? Because clearly you're never going to get that. <laughs> Sharky just said a, a fully Markel Fultz. L- ladies and gentlemen, when was the last time you saw a fully a fully healthy Markel Fultz? Somebody just mentioned a fully wow. healthy Ben Simmons. When does that happen? College. When does that happen? This season coming up, man. You know, he gonna play. 
He he got he got to play now. He got to play now because if you don't play this, <laughs> no, team, he don't. He, he, he don't have to play. play. No, he does not. <laughs> he, gonna, he gonna be like that black people at the pool. He gonna put his toe in and get right back right back out. <laughs> he ain't staying there for longer than two three minutes. Got all that physical right. Got all big and swollen the chest. So he right back out. Or or he's the guy that pulled with the shirt on. Like bro, just think, like yeah, like he's the pool. He's not trying to get it. <laughs> When, when you get when you get a, a bird chest, nobody wants to see that. Get your rib cage on, right? I, look, I'm gonna speak about playoff teams down the road at a at a later episode in August, so I'm not gonna speak of that. But I feel like we can't sleep on Brooklyn. That's all I'm gonna say. Can't sleep on them. As far as like being a playoff team at that six spot, we, we just gonna wait and see. Uh, as far as the Magic Man, I mean, I've been in on Paolo since the very beginning. I said he was the best player in the draft, bar none. I just, you can see that. If I'm not mistaken, is he playing uh, FIBA? I think he's playing FIBA this year. So yeah, he's getting yeah. FIBA experience as well, too. I think I think it's going to be good good moves for Orlando. Uh, my next team, uh, Sharky mentioned them earlier. I don't know how I feel about the Houston Rockets because, one, you spent a lot of money on shot chuckers. And that's Fred Van Vliet, who will chuck. I, I've watched Fred Van Vliet. He's going to chuck some shots up. And our boy Dylan Brooks, who, who we know is a shot chucker. But you do that, and then also you you got a lot of young talent as well, too. So you already had Jabari. You already had Tari Eason. You bring in Ahmed Thompson, who looked good in Summer League before he got hurt. You bring in Cam Whitmore, <laughs> who was balling in Summer League. And so now it's like you really get a log jam of, like, do I want to develop my young players? You're going to have to start Dylan Brooks. You're going to have to start uh, Fred Van Vliet. You paid them to be starters. That's why you brought them in here. But I'm like, I want the – me personally, I want the ball in our man Thompson's hands. I, I mean, Cam, Cam Wimbledon's not going to come in dominant like he did in Summer League. But, I mean, he played at Villanova. And if you've watched basketball long enough, players from Villanova, they damn near all, all of them hit. We see DiVincenzo, Kyle Lowry, Randy Foy. Uh, who else? Uh, Mikael Bridges, Josh, like Josh Hart, Josh Hart, Autumn uh, Brunson, Autumn dudes hit the so, Knicks. Yeah, the, literally the, the Knicks <laughs> roster is, is, is building over. <laughs> so all these dudes hit, and so I have to assume that based on the percentages, Cam Whitmore is going to hit, and so I'm going to want to play Cam Whitmore. Laughing at Sharks saying, "Our boy, yeah, I'm talking about Dylan Brooks. He ain't our boy, y'all. Right? <laughs> he not. <laughs> he not." Yeah. But so so Houston, I feel like depending on what they do, and I said this on a previous episode, I feel like what they did is they signed these veteran players to trade them later. Uh, because if Ahmed Thompson hits, that's gonna be good. He's six foot seven point guard. All he's missing is a jump shot. That's all he's missing is a jump shot, and hopefully he figures that out. Uh, so I got the Houston Rockets as a sleeper for the play in, not the playoffs, because like playoffs that ain't happening. But play in, I think if they put it all together, you got email Doka, I think they could be in that tenth spot. And maybe make some noise, but I feel like they'll be way more improved than what they were uh, last year. Last year was just a, a clusterfuck. It was just, it was all kind of messed up down in Houston. Can I can I ask a question that may make some people upset? Okay, is understanding what Udoka did in Boston. I want to see him do it in Houston. Like what he did in Boston was spot on. Like literally, that's what the team needed. Yeah. But that's what you know. That's what a structured roster. That's what Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and that roster was built. With, with, yes, exactly. So again, I'm not taking anything away from that black man. I want to see him succeed, but this is a different beast. That this is a going to Houston is a different beast. It's like going from a private you, school to a church. Exactly. And so <laughs> no, again, this like going to the hood. To the hood. <laughs> You in, in Westwood, my boy. Hood, <laughs> you in Westwood, dog. Yeah, it's, right. It's like passing so Graceland and shit. My fault. Go ahead, my friend. Right, <laughs> but when you have all of these really good and deep teams in the West, like I want to see what you did in Boston. I want to see if you can do it in Houston. If he does it in Houston, great. You know, high five to him. He's owed everything that's that's been said about him in a positive way. I just want to see it, and I know again, I'm not taking anything away from him. But I didn't mention, I didn't even think about Houston, knowing that I know what they did in the offseason. I still think that that's a lot to come from where they were in the bottom, you know, bottom half of that, you know, that Western Conference standings to even make it to a play in, knowing that 
you know, I know that maybe the Denver Nuggets may take a, take a step back. The Lakers maybe take a step back. And maybe there are team, these older teams, you know, in the Western Conference that may not take the regular season, you know, for what it's worth. You know, understanding that there's the this in-season tournament and, you know, whatever it does to you. I just don't see – me personally, I don't see a scenario where the Houston Rockets make, even make the play. That's just me. I just think the West is just that deep to where they – they won't come close to it. I just don't think that that's them. Houston, in my opinion, over the past couple of years, whether that's basketball, football, soccer, hockey, they just don't have the good luck in Houston. That's what they mentioned baseball. Let me ask you this. So from the, the play-in this year in the West was the Lakers, Timberwolves, Thunder, and Pelicans. Outside of the play-in was Dallas, Utah, Portland, Houston, and then San Antonio. From that four in the play-in, Lakers, Timberwolves, Thunder, and New Orleans, who is not going to be in the play-in as far as like moving up or moving back or moving down, moving out of it? You asking him? I can't wait to hear his answer. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the Timberwolves. So Timberwolves are out, out like going down. I I think so. I just I I don't I don't like what they built as a roster. I don't like, and I it just I just it's. I don't like how their roster is constructed, one. Two, I think, again, the Thunder, we talked about the Thunder, they move up. I just don't believe that the roster that you have with Rudy Gobert, with Nas Reed, they trade with somebody. Carl Anthony Towns, because, because a trade is going to happen, there's also going to be a process in which that team still – has to get jailed with each other depending on when that trade is made. I don't think that's enough to say they'll be back where they were. I just don't think that that happened. They've already flirted with barely making it in anyway. So then what what did they do this past offseason to say, okay, this make them better? They let that's how I look at it. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the outside of the play-in right now. You mentioned Dallas being a team that's, uh, I don't know you said it's going to be a, a playoff or a play-in team. Uh, Utah, I have to assume they're going to be better. They started out strong last year. Port, I'm Portland. I think Portland going to be out regardless. They, they're going to trade Dame at some point, so I, I can't. I don't even have them in my radar. Which leaves Houston as that third team in the hierarchy out west. Because San Antonio, they got Victor. I don't think. Nah, they're not not this year. Uh, but I think Houston. I mean, but they did get Reggie Bullock. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> what is wrong? No, the head. We got the little. <laughs> what, what's what's that girl's name from uh not dub but uh dang it's some Barbie doll. I'm sorry, keep going. Here goes she. <laughs> he got a doll out, so he know about Barbie. Bro, just called a grown man a Barbie doll. Because <laughs> his hair is so mm. stiff with them. I mean, the movie out right now, so maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the teams. I'm like, and it is deep out west, but I'm like, some it's ten spots. Somebody got to get out. Somebody got to got to got to get in. So it's not saying Houston gonna be. Defensively in the play-in, that 10-9, though, I could see a situation where Jalen Green makes a, a jump in his third year where it's like, okay, the game has slowed all the way down. I got other players around me. Jabari was hooping in the in summer league. So, I mean, it could happen. I mean, the same could hold true for the – I mean, with the Grizzlies in, in years past where it's like they barely got in that first year when Ja got there, and then they had a jump that second year. I think it was Jaren's third year uh, where we saw progression. So, it, it could it could happen. Could happen. Yeah, and I mean, I know we'll talk about this at uh, another time about playoff teams. I just want to make sure I mention this really quickly. Um, the West, the Western Conference, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are listening, watching, whatever it may be, out of the let's not even go to eight. Out of the top seven teams that were in the playoffs, five of them came from one division. One division. The Pacific. Sacramento. Both L.A. teams. Um, well, that happened again, though. Phoenix. That was crazy. That's crazy. A whole division got into the playoff. I mean, you got the Kings. We, we, we said we want to talk about the playoffs at a different time. We'll, we'll wait. Mm -hmm. okay. We'll hold yeah. off on that one. <laughs> um, however, sleeper team. Um, I love the the Rockets pick. I think, and I think I talked. We talked about this on uh, on this show a couple weeks ago. What's scary about the Houston Rockets is Dylan Brooks playing the Grizzlies four mm -hmm. times knowing he knows what works and what doesn't for certain players. 
So that's a little bit scary. And I mean, there's other people in this conference, yes, but I feel like Dylan Brooks is going to have something to prove uh, to the Grizzlies at the next upcoming season. Neither here nor there. I think the Rockets have a strong case for improving themselves. Um, anytime you get a coach uh, of a uh, EMA's stature, and then you know you have your veterans. I I do think Fred VanVleet is going to get traded within two years. To be honest, I think Fred is gone in two years, um, and then Dylan maybe three, and then his last year, you know, he's somewhere for a one year rental. Anyways, since we're in the West, my sleeper team in the West is the Utah Jazz, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was with them last year. I'm with them this year. I don't. I I really want to know more about why this drop off of Colin Sexton. To be honest, I think he gone, man. I, I think he don't fit. Yeah, like I, I just like. I mean, it's Utah. Um, <laughs> Black man, but, in Utah. no, that yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> and so you have to get you know someone of of, of less who already know where to go. Um, but I just I'm something about this team, man. This Utah Jazz team, another team that just doesn't have anything to lose per se, and it will go into some other team, another team that I'll talk about later on. Um, even though Lloyd from marketing was kind of discovered last season, man, still was giving 25 plus a night, still giving you about eight or nine rebounds. Um, Walker, Texas Ranger was uh, blocking and rebounding all types of shots back there. Um, and then, I mean, John Collins is nothing, to be honest. He's not really a piece to me that moves the needle left or right. I don't believe they went two more games because of John Collins. I don't believe that at all. I just think it's good to have someone – you know, of his athleticism there for them. He don't have that. They, I guess, you know, Rudy Gay was their athletic black guy, so to speak, and he's gone. Um, he's probably on his 14th tour. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, I think the Jazz can and will move into a more playing role as well. Um, they were, what, about eight games um, away from being – oh, I'm sorry, not even eight games, five games away. No, four to five games away. Um, and I believe they can. Um, you look at the rest of these teams that were, to your point, Savage, you know, the Blazers, I think they take a, a step back with or without Dame. I don't think they're in there, but, you know, Dame's gone. Houston does step up, but not that much. San Antonio does step up, but not that much. We had to look at the teams that will take hits. Um, I think if, if if the Pelicans or Mariah figures out uh, more about the Pelicans, then the Pelicans are going to be hurting for a while. Um, until she's ready to have a child and, and get off porno. Yeah, you got to chill. Um, my fault. I, 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 I was saying stuff in my head. You got to chill. I didn't know if it was coming out. My fault. Um, but anyways, what I was saying is the Pelicans got a decision to make. Um, are they going to keep B.I. or are they going to keep M.M.? Yeah, I don't know which one they're going to do. You're either going to stay with Brandon Ingram and what he can do, or you're going to stay with Mariah and, and what she can I do. Got him out the playoffs. Hey, 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 you got to chill, bro. Because I was like, who is M.M.? M.M.? You got <laughs> to stop. You mentioned uh, the Jazz. Uh, I, like I said, I've watched a lot of Summer League. Uh, Keontae George, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't watched Keontae George, I think Utah found something in Keontae George. 6'4", guard that can yeah, score. Take out Kyle, yeah, take over Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I think I, I think what the Jazz need to do is just go ahead and get rid of Kyle Sexton and get you like a true point guard. You can go get Ricky Rubio again here, or go get Mike Conley back again, or something. And then you got Kessler. Kessler is, is Kessler gonna be good, y'all. He can block shots with the, with the best of them. You got Lloyd from marketing who had an All Star starter year. Uh, that's I got Lloyd from marketing. Uh, and Keontae Joy, I think is, is gonna be that be next up for that 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 third piece that they have. So they. I can see it. I can see it. But flip side, the Pelicans, nah. I don't believe nothing with New Orleans. I don't believe nothing because Zion going to get hurt within five games. It ain't happening. It's not yeah. happening. It happens every single season. He gets hurt, and then we like, damn, well, he's going to be he gonna be ready next year. Next year come, he come in fat, eating Popeyes and gumbo, and then turn around. It's the same thing that happens again. Trade Zion Williamson. Trade him to New York. Trade him, to, trade him for Dane, whatever y'all going to do. But it ain't, it ain't happening in New Orleans, man. Give him somewhere. Where he he can't eat as much food, man. I know he doesn't say trying for a day. Did you sneeze? Try to do something. Do Bless something. you. Bless you. It's the whole sneeze. Yeah, right no, thanks. I definitely don't trust the Pelicans. The only thing I trust out of New Orleans is the gumbo and maybe the Popeyes. So like, like I, don't, I don't I don't think about the Pelicans. I don't consider the Pelicans in the Southwest Division, in the NBA playoffs, in the play-in. I don't I don't trust them at all. So what y'all are saying about the Jazz, you know. You know, I, I can't debate anything around it. I think they have a really good roster. 
Um, I definitely think they need to do something with Colin Sexton. I think you can find some value for him, whether that be in picks or that's in, um, you know, current talent, you know, within the NBA. So, um, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the top, you know, eight to 10 as well, too. All right. My, my, my list is clear. Y'all got anybody else before we move on? <clears throat> Not that we got East. Don't worry, I go back out East for one more. I, that's my list. My list done. Who y'all got out East? Oh, dang. I said mine. Okay, well, dang. I'm no, just going to. No, well, two can't hear Detroit. He ain't here. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm just going to step up for Detroit real quick. You know go ahead, dude. I don't, I don't have him in the playoffs or the play in. Yeah, no, that's, no. That's, that's a lot. Detroit's yeah, a lot, but you know. <laughs> no, they're, they're not going to be in the playoffs, but they're, they're certainly, ladies and gentlemen, they're not going to win just 17 games. You can go and kiss that no. ass goodbye. They better um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying they're not gonna adore the play in tournament. What I am gonna say is this team is going to compete at another level next season. And I have them, I think the uh was it 26 and a half, maybe 27 games. This team will win to me. I, I think it's a 30 win team. This, this is me personally. I believe that they will win 30 games. Cade Cunningham will be back, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Durham. Like they have you talk about a lot of player young talent. Like the magic in the East is I'm um, comparing them to. This team is ready to go as well. Again, I believe it's a 31 team. They'll probably win their 30th game, like the last four or five games remaining. But this team, with their coaching in place, is not going to give up. What's the flip side of that? 65 games yeah. as L's. They're not going to do that this upcoming season. So, again, I'm just saying that, that the Pistons will win 30 games. Two, I know you're not here. But they for damn sure ain't gonna be knocking on nobody's playing. I'm sorry. Ooh, line here. He ain't been a damn comment. I'm a, yeah, he not. He, you know what? You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'll, I'll have a rare form today. I'm a, I'll stop. Two was in the group talking about something. Make sure y'all send me the link when y'all start. We've been 52 minutes in. He ain't had more, not now comment. Two, you tripping right. around. <laughs> that's when that's when you say looking ass. You don't get no link, bro. <laughs> Got it. Sneaky, my fault. I'm done. I'm done. Now go. Now go ahead. Do, you you've been on one all, all episode, man. Go for it. All I'm saying, too, is you could have <laughs> at least clicked and said something at this point. I know you're driving from here to where they make potatoes and back, um, but Idaho and I know a hoe in Idaho that would have got you. Taken care of, but I'm done. I'll leave it there. I, my apologies for any hoe that's listening. out of hole where the hoes at. I feel you. Bro said my apologies for any hoe that's listening. That is <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> you know. Some of them they get baptized again. You know what? We're gonna move on. It's Sunday. So we're gonna move on. Damn, am I the hoe that he's talking about? <laughs> we're gonna move on to this last topic and get shitty up out of here because he clearly is past his bedtime. Uh, Phil Depp 76 is man. So I mentioned uh pre pre podcast uh that Joel and B been flirting with talking about I want to I want to win a championship either here or somewhere else. James Harden is trying to force his way to a what it was the fourth team or third team he's forced his way to. First it was uh Brooklyn, then it was Philadelphia. Now it's gonna be the Clippers. Which by the way, I don't understand why the Clippers why he wants to go to the Clippers. <laughs> he wants because to play with Russell Westbrook again, I guess. His favorite team. He wants to play with Russell Westbrook. That's that's funny. <laughs> so you want to go to Russell Westbrook. That's one. Kawhi Leonard, who, again, Kawhi Leonard, top 75 player all time. I think he done. I think he need to retire. The, the knees are not working anymore. Paul George, great player, but he he's up there too in age. Great player, great podcast. If, if I can recommend a podcast, Paul George podcast. <laughs> better podcaster. Than Probably better a better player. podcaster right now. <laughs> Probably a better podcaster right now. Mm. He ain't playing that many games anymore. Mm. But if I'm James Harden, why would I go to a collect a collective of 30 plus year old players? We've seen this time and time again. We saw it with the Brooklyn Nets with Paul, uh, not Paul George, uh, Paul Pierce with Kevin Garnett, Joe Johnson, and who was ahead? Uh, Darren Williams, our boy Darren Williams, Skyler. Darren Williams was there. We saw it with the Houston Rockets back in the 90s with Charles Barkley and Scottie Pippen. And Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon. We saw that was number Bengay on that one. Nothing but Bengay. Knees, mm-hmm. knees, all the cream on them joints, bro. So for you to to do that again with a Russell Westbrook, who again Hall of Famer, he's not a good player. It's, just, it's, it's no, it's, it's not not good to win a championship. It's not happening. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, he's old. He not he gonna play when he wants to. And Paul George, nothing against him, but his body is catching up to him as far as like. Uh, father time so James Harden I don't know what he what he is desiring out 
of going to the Clippers. And we didn't even mention um, Ty Lue. He don't want to coach the Clippers anymore. He spoke about that where he was frustrated with Kawhi Leonard's camp where they man played one half and said, you know what, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't playing the second half. Who has the leverage to do that? So if I'm Ty Lue, I don't want anybody else that, that can that can mess with me in that regard. And so James Harden either going to be stuck in Philadelphia if, if I'm the Clippers, I ain't trading for you, or you're going to go to Clippers and be upset a third time in three seasons. So y'all thoughts on the on the Sixers. What would you do if you're the Sixers? Do you trade and be now? He's 30 years old. Do you just keep hard? Do you keep it th- these two and just hope that uh, Nick Nurse can figure it out? What would y'all do? Popular opinion would be to, of course, at this point, trade James Harden, get whatever value you can get, value you can get from James Harden, keep keep Joel Embiid, let Nick Nurse figure it out. Who I think, at least us three can agree that Nick Nurse is a really good coach. We can probably agree there. Skyler's opinion would be, scrap it. This is a wrap. I've seen enough. That means trade James Harden. That means trade Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is a really good talent. Really, really good talent. Probably the most, one of the most dominant players in the league right now today. But what I know is Joel Embiid is not going to be healthy come playoffs, however you want to take that. I got, I got a stat for you, Skyler. I got a stat for you, Skyler. Joel Embiid has missed at least one game in every series since the bubble. He's missed at least one game every series, playoff series, since the bubble. And the bubble was like, what, three, four years ago? <laughs> Not even sure what else to tell you. James Harden, really good player. One of the better players of our generation. I know he can't give me what I, what he's asking to be paid Every year, I, me personally, Skylar would not pay for. At this point, I know that I have Tyrese Maxey on my team. Really good player. Let me just see what I have for him. Me personally, Skylar would say, I'm trading James Harden, and I'm trading Joel Embiid at the trade deadline. Come next year, I have a brand-new Philadelphia 76ers team, and not let Nick Nurse handle it from there. That's what I would do, because I know – Whatever I go into the regular season with, whatever I go into the postseason with, won't be enough for the Heat, won't be enough for the Celtics, probably not even enough for the Bucks either, and probably some other team that I can't think of. So from that standpoint alone, I know that I don't have an, a, enough on my roster currently right now to even contend in the Eastern Conference. So therefore, I will start over. This James Harden situation, honestly, I don't care about. One, I forgot that he asked for a trade because it happened so long ago. And clearly he does not have a market, only other than the Clippers. So, therefore, I don't care about it. I am I understand people have their wants and their needs. I do. But for this to be his third or fourth trade demand in the past, what, four years? Clearly just says at this point that even you don't believe you're a good enough player to even not even be the first, you know, the first fiddle or the, even the second fiddle for a team, I don't want you. So therefore, I'm good on you. This six, this sixer situation is different. Um, we'll see, you know, how you know what comes of it. But I just don't think that there's much on that team or their roster for them to even not even think about trading both of those players. Um, Jesus, you about wore me out with this James Harden discussion. Um, not for you. I mean, going to first of all, let's go back and let's not give Tyron Lue his flowers because he has coached the Clippers as best as he could as he could without two prominent stars being there at monumental times. And you're talking over what 65 70 million dollars per season not available. Two of your better two way players. I would call him top 10 still right now, even with Kawhi being the way he is, even with PG being the way he is. I still think they have the ability to be at top 10. And I'm looking at it like, okay, so who would the Clippers be giving up? Norman Powell? Clifton Powell's brother? Are you kidding me? And and who else? Uh, uh, Marcus Morris? Is that the one that got the hip, the, the whip surgery? 
um, or whatever. I don't even know what Morris that is. I don't even care. They got and, the whip surgery. What? Yeah, and, and, and what, Robert Covington? You talking about the, the dude that played center for Houston and yeah. at 6'2"? So, like, <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out is if the – you talking about the 76 ers stand, Pat. I mean, the, the Blazers stand, Pat. I mean, what are y'all getting back, Philly, for James Harden? Right. But a few milk duds. You know what I mean? And some and some other Halloween candy that nobody wanna touch. Well, is this where Miami comes in? Now I will say how look at that. I will say we have a salary that can match his <laughs> and returns a player back home if they want it. If they're talking about revamping the, the team, and and I and to I'm gonna get into answer your question. I believe that you should build around Maxi, me personally. I think you get rid of James Harden. I mean, Miami's a destination. We got Kyle Lowry. You can have uh, Will and Jesuit as well. That matches salary, and we come on back, and we got it. Okay. Joel Embiid, I know he kind of wants to play for Miami too. I mean, what can I say? Um, he can go to New York, wherever. It, it doesn't really matter. But the, the real problem here is, that Tobias Harris salary. That's the real problem nobody want to talk about. 40 million to be the third best option? That's just the elephant in the room. Yes. Oh, this is the pink elephant at this point. And so <laughs> I don't you have to address him. That, that that's got to be a thing cuz he's making more money than 40 million dollars, man. God, dog, Tobias Harris. He's making more money than James Harden. Damn. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't see him in game winners. During their playoff exits, let's talk about Joe and B. By the way, been in the league since 2014, and you said it before, Savage. The first MVP to never make it to the finals, like Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, anybody's finals, ain't made it there yet, and been dismissed horribly, but had a team around him to do it. Joe and B ain't really that 33 and 10 or whatever he was doing was cute. During the season, I guess so. It was cute when he beat Joker. That was cute, right? But Joker, Joker was better than him in like eighty other games. But in this particular game, Joel was the better player, so he got the MVP because of it. And guess what he did with that MVP? Cuddled with it during the second round because <laughs> in the third round he was done. And what MVP is Joker holding? The Finals MVP. And what are you holding? Your nuts at your wedding, okay? With shout out to Joel Embiid, he got married. He did. He did get married. <laughs> Who else was there? De'Anthony Melton, um, uh, Gordy, uh, George. yeah, everyone but who? Everyone but who? The man with the fat suit. So, you know where Harden was at? He was in Houston. I saw him. We was at Trill Burgers together. He was getting a triple. I was getting a double. I got the vegan. Though. He wanted the real deal. I'm watching my way, but he's not. Look, yeah, yeah, he had a triple extra cheese. I know what it does with the true color. But what I'm what I'm saying to y'all is, I Nick Nurse can do some things with with talent. We've seen it with Toronto. Yes, he did get Kawhi on a one year rental. Yes, he did get Red Red Fan Fleet after he left it in with his wife and got the baby back. Um, yes, Pascal Siakam was a rookie, but like ascending. Why can't he try to strike again with Philadelphia with his type of team? And I think he can do that, but it has to be centered around Tyrese Maxey. It has 2014. We're going to year 10 of Joel Embiid, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what process y'all wanted me to trust, but I'm still not trusting anything in Philadelphia besides the cream cheese on my bagel at this point. And so with that said, both of them can go. James Harden needs to go first. But I know you're not going to move Joel Embiid because they feel like Joel Embiid is the guy. And it's going to be hard for him to cut ties with the guy because they've been holding on so long to this. I.E., I.E., Portland. But on the flip side of this, though, and I'll leave it at this, this also leads me to like a little bit of NFL talk, right? And I'm not going to go into NFL. NFL gets rid of the running backs really quickly because of their shelf life. Joel Embiid, shelf life is coming down, down, down. Savage mentioned how he gets injured every playoff series and misses at least one game by the time it's there because he, he's putting forth so much effort to win that MVP trophy that he cuddles with at night. <laughs> Dude, I would trade Joel sooner than later. 
and let somebody else eat that 55, 60 million that he's going to get and well-deserved, but not to, you can't be making that much money and not making out the second round. Right. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't do that, man. Yeah. If you, if I'm paying you that much money, there's expectation that comes with it. And if you're not doing it, then what, then what are we doing? <laughs> no, and then, no, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, really. no, no. Along with Tobias Harris got to go. <laughs> At forty million, he's got to go. You got a hundred million dollars tied up. In Who's there. that man's agent? <laughs> it might be Rich Paul. Damn near, because I, <laughs> I need agent. a Rich Sheedy. God, dog. His agent is is not Rich Paul. It's Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Shout out to you, my guy. Henry Thomas. Sound like he he the third of him. <laughs> <laughs> man. Y'all crazy. All right, man. We're going to wrap it up here, man. This man, shit, is a walking Wikipedia page, man. He be saying the most random stuff that flows so... Bro said, I don't trust nothing Philadelphia but the... We say the cream cheese. Like, but who the cream cheese, that mid-conversation? Right. right. Like, <laughs> I was going to say the cheese things. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> But the cheese things would be too easy, right? I got to say something <laughs> different. That's my, that's my point. A walking yeah. Wikipedia page. I, I'm a walking thesaurus in, in dictionary. This man's a walking Wikipedia page. Just random information that just don't need to be there. We gonna end it right here, y'all. So, to if you're still listening, my guy, you didn't comment not one time. He not. His I, I, I know. I know your 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 service ain't that great, but you know what? Damn it, you still say I'm showing up to work at least for the Zoom call. So you missed the Zoom call too. You missed the, the 30 minute Zoom call. It's all good because when you get back, I got more work for you. We are gonna be back next episode, y'all. So we'll see y'all later. Stay safe. Be blessed. Peace. <laughs>